0: Every team, every topic,
1: everywhere. This is Believe.
0: Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Football season is right around the corner, and Bet Online has you covered with all of the college and pro odds, contests, parlays, and wagers. Use our promo code bleave 50 that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. <laughs> On the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is a fantabulous Monday, August 29th. According to my count, it may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is, you may be listening We've got a fantabulous show coming at you today with the biggest bulk of the show being our 2022 game of who he played for with Blake Jude, our beloved friend from Stripe Hype Cincy, trying to guess which teams these NFL players play for, with me doing 30 to 30 minutes to an hour of research for a segment that will only last 30 minutes to an hour here on the Take It Easy podcast. We have Who He Play For 2022 coming at you. This is the third year we've ran the game. 2021, it's impossible to get as good as 2021 was. When my goal every year is to make sure Blake Jude doesn't get more than 5 out of 10 correct, I cannot imagine how awesome 2021's game was and it was like the peak version of who he played for that has ever existed in the entire history of this game. It's not like a hugely creative game. It's just what team do these players play for? Hey, isn't it cool that like, I don't know, uh, say Trey Flowers plays for the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure a lot of you didn't know that. Like there's fun little game like that that we see what we can guess and you can play along at home. Last year's was incredible. This year's is also incredible. I encourage you to go way back into the archives and find Who He Played For for 2021. It's it's in August of last year, about the same time as this last year. Just go back about 300 episodes and check that out. If you're playing along, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Play along with us as we continue our Who He Play For segment. So before we get to Who He Played For, I've got about like four shall we say housekeeping things for the a block just things that i want to catch up on sometimes we we follow stories on this podcast and then they go away and we don't follow up on them because the follow-ups aren't as interesting as the big podcasts all that stuff i want to follow up on a couple of things here on the show number one Not going to do another Padres podcast on Monday. I know we've done Padres podcasts for three straight Mondays. One week was just talking about Padres and Dodgers coming off a Monday because I made that incredible, incredible bit with Star Wars and San Diego and Los Angeles. And I'm not going to play it on the show. I promise you I've played it every Monday for the last three weeks. Promise you I'm not going to play it on the show here today. So we've got no Padres talk today. Even though Josh Hader has now exploded and there's a really, really interesting story going on with Josh Hader where he and his wife were having a child and it was an unexpected trade and having to move to San Diego. Josh Hader has basically imploded since getting to San Diego with an ERA that's close to like 60 because he gave up six earned runs in in a third of an inning. He gave up six runs and only got one out. Like Josh Hader is mentally falling apart in a way that... We just haven't seen from a pitcher from one day to the next really in the history of baseball, and it's a really fascinating story. I just wanted to point that out and not dive deeper into it because I will not make you listen to another week of Padres baseball talk here in August. The second point that I wanted to bring up is the Matt Areza Story that we did on Friday. There are a couple details that we left out from the story that were uh, brought up to me both on Twitter and by reading further into the story from other people who had covered this case. Um, So it's not a perfect detailed account. We recorded it on Thursday. More details have come out in the time since on Saturday and Sunday, uh, most notably that the Buffalo Bills cut Matt Areza, and it was an it was framed within the context of Buffalo is going to let him sort out his legal standing before they consider bringing him back. Buffalo, the information also came out that the Buffalo Bills knew about Matt Areza's impending lawsuit or at least the the fact that he was involved in the criminal prosecution back in July and decided to proceed with him on the roster, even cutting the backup punter on the team uh, when they had that information. Only when it became public did the Buffalo Bills end up moving to cut Matt Areza on Saturday morning, which, the again, the, the lawsuit became public with his name involved on Thursday. And this is a case similar to what we talked about on Friday where public backlash was the thing that motivated the corporation to make a move to cut Matt instead of doing the right thing in the first place and doing their reporting and not bringing a sexual predator into their locker room. I know we just talked about this for six straight weeks with Deshaun Watson, and we've talked about this in the past with Dan Snyder and the fact that Dan Snyder has been a, a basic Dan Snyder has multiple sexual assaults that have been brought up in legal prosecution against him. The Buffalo or the Washington racial slurs, had a $10 million fine, which was able to be paid back through league revenue increases, and uh, obviously Dan Snyder manipulating financials as a way to increase profits. So there has basically been no accountability for Dan Snyder. Accountability for Deshaun Watson has been there, although not to the liking of some. And, of course, Matt Areza, it was when public pressure put the Buffalo Bills in a position to cut Matt Areza, that they made the move... Only at the only when public backlash became such, it was not a forward thinking move in terms of protecting people in the locker room or bringing a sexual predator into their locker room. Just as we talked about on Friday, San Diego State also did not begin a full investigation until the victim went public with the Los Angeles Times and the San Diego Union Tribune in July. It' was nearly nine months after the sexual assaults or the the gang rape at San Diego State took place and in the time since then there have been minimal there's been minimal investigation a misstep by the San Diego police and San Diego State as we talked about on Friday at the very least showing gross negligence and at the very worst covering up a gang rape among the San Diego State football team again the full conversation about this we did on Friday I don't want to mince words or dive deeper into that conversation I just want to point out updates that have happened with that over the weekend and that information is still accurate there's been new information that has come out I just wanted to follow up On that case with the new information that has come available in the three days, really like four days, because we recorded it on Thursday afternoon. So in the four days since we recorded the Matt Areza story on Friday, wanted to take five to six minutes to point out new information that has come to light there. The third thing I wanted to point out is that this week I'm going to have like a half mini vacation type of thing. There's still going to be episodes every single day here on the Take It Easy podcast. I just wanted to let you know that I have moved all my stuff. I need a three day like reprieve. There will be episodes every single day because we have recorded episodes every single Monday through Friday going back for the past three years. And the fourth thing I wanted to bring up is more content-y slash memes of the weekend-y, and it is the University of Nebraska. The University of Nebraska has found themselves in an incredible, incredible situation because week zero of college football we now know basically just exists for Nebraska to be made fun of. Last year, myself and Razor Rosenthal did a whole bunch of podcasts that were just making fun of the University of Nebraska, both before Week 0 because Nebraska-Northwestern was a terrible football game, and after Week 0, our, sorry, Nebraska and Illinois, and then after Week 0 when Nebraska and Illinois played their football game, it was incredibly funny, and we finished those podcasts up. And then this year we had Nebraska-Northwestern, and the exact same thing happened. Nebraska was a double-digit favorite, blew the lead to Northwestern, and they get to be laughed at all over again. And it's like repeating itself last year. On this exact day last year, it was uh, technically uh, August 28th, or I'm sorry, it was August 30th instead of August 29th. But on the Monday after week zero on our memes, our first memes of the weekend podcast, we talked about Nebraska football in depth and we talked about how it's a little bit of a cult. If you know, a lot of college football teams are like cults, Nebraska itself is specifically a cult and they fall into that perfect category of teams that we love to start beef with. I talk about my beef with the Chicago Bears, beef with the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos. The reason I pick these teams, the Boston Celtics until last year, but I'm not a Celtics hater. The reason I pick these is because they're teams who are their expectations of the fan base are higher than their performance would merit. So, Chicago Bears fans usually have high expectations. Performance does not merit that. Giants fans ran off Ben McAdoo for being correct about the fact that Eli Manning was washed. And now, Giants fans have been futile. The Giants have been futile for a decade, so, Giants fans are starting to adopt that jet fan mentality a little bit, and it's less fun than it used to be in terms of making fun of the New York Giants. Nebraska falls into that same category. And Nebraska did it again, and we got to make fun of Nebraska again, and everyone had their jokes, and it's still Scott Frost coaching at Nebraska, because basically Nebraska and Scott Frost came to an agreement of, like, Scott Frost can't do better than Nebraska, and Nebraska can't do better than Scott Frost, so they basically just agreed to reduce his salary and bring him back for another year, where they were like... You are worthy of being the coach of Nebraska if you are the ninth highest paid coach in the Big Ten. But if you're the fifth highest paid coach in the Big Ten, we'll just fire you and get a cheap replacement even though Scott Frost would have a gigantic buyout at Nebraska and both of them are just, it's basically like Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh tried to go to the NFL, Michigan explored different coaching options. Ultimately they decided to come back together. Michigan made the playoff last year and now Jim Harbaugh gets an eight year contract and they can continue in the purgatory of being Jim Harbaugh looking at the NFL and Michigan looking at coaches other than Jim Harbaugh, but they can't find a coach better than Jim Harbaugh. And, Basically, Nebraska's in that same camp, just on a much sadder level. Because again, Nebraska hasn't made a bowl game in four years. And college football's evolution has left Nebraska way, way in the dust. Because uh, we talk about Clemson being a lightning in the bottle team all the time. Where like, Clemson was never supposed to win two championships and play in four national championship games. That was just something that was never supposed to happen at Clemson. And Clemson had this miraculous run of six years because of having Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence back to back as their starting quarterbacks, and that was a really interesting lightning in a bottle type of story. You heard us talk about this on Thursday also, where it's like there's always that wacky team that's a shouldn't be a championship level team and is Florida in the late 2000s, you know, whether with uh, Tim Tebow and uh, Urban Meyer. And Janoris Jenkins and the Pouncy brothers and Aaron Hernandez and Percy Harvin and the 30 for 30 worthy Florida Gators team, whether it be the University of Miami in the 90s and again in the 2000s, Colorado in the 90s, Nebraska, um, Tennessee winning a championship in 1998 because they got Peyton Manning. Those lightning in a bottle one-off champions uh, in college football, they happen every generation or so, and that's what Nebraska was. The last 20 years, the evolution of college football has left Nebraska behind and the transition to the Big Ten has left Nebraska in a place where their, their fall from grace is measured by, hey, we lose to Wisconsin every year. We lose to Minnesota every year. We lose to Iowa every year. And then we beat Northwestern and we beat Illinois half of the time. And those two teams are crap. So Illinois, Northwestern and Nebraska are the bottom feeders of a terrible Big Ten West. And if Nebraska played Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State every year in the Big Ten East Division, they'd probably look a lot like Indiana, or even worse, they might look like Rutgers. And that's a fall from grace for a team that won a national championship 25 years ago and has won multiple national championships in multiple decades. And they're kind of cultish. And again, they still have this little expectation of like, it happened once, maybe it can happen again. And it's just not going to happen in Nebraska. Like the New York Giants, they've been humbled a little bit and it's not as like naive as it once was. Also, just sports fandom isn't as insane or chaotic as... People talk about it being in the 1990s or 2000s where people were, I mean, people are still investing way too much of their emotional stability in sport. Now it just feels more like a drug than it is a recreation activity when you're investing that much of your emotional stability. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit less balance as the world moves a little bit away from the importance of sport, which is a healthier thing for everyone. It's just Nebraska has been humbled a little bit and they're less cultish than maybe they once were um, or you know Nebraska is not as much of a we talk shit I think they've been humbled over the last five years of not making a bowl game at this point. Nebraska still every year can at least get up for some sort of expectation. And uh, I think over 20 years, at least my entire lifetime, Nebraska has been a punching line, a punching line that uh, was exhibited excellently with <laughs> my favorite TikTok video ever. We're going to use this. that That's all of the things that I wanted to touch on in the A block. But to transition into who we play for, um, I found this TikTok video thanks to Spencer Hall. He's part of the Shutdown Fallcast. He's an amazing follow on Twitter if you like college football lore and I guess if you like Formula 1 too, but I don't really pay attention to the Formula 1 stuff. Um, I don't know how many of you know Luke Bryan, the country music singer. Apparently he has a song that uh is called rain is a good thing. And it's like one of his most popular songs. I've never heard the actual song before of rain is a good thing. I know it's like one of Luke Bryan's most popular songs because I've, you know, heard of the title before and someone on TikTok edited the word rain to say corn. And it's a joke on nebraska and iowa who again i point out every year it's not black friday until nebraska and iowa are playing a meaningless football game at nine o'clock in the morning west coast time on black friday it happens every year i don't know why it's a rivalry that exists now but a three and eight nebraska team plays against a seven and four iowa team every year on fox at 9 a.m on black friday and it's the, basically just corn battle. They decided when they moved to the Big Ten, we're just going to make corn a rivalry. Nebraska and Iowa, corn battle. And uh, this is the official song. for Until further notice, this will be the official song of Nebraska and Iowa. I don't know how often we're going to bring up Nebraska and Iowa. I just like this song so, so much. And I like playing it every time we make jokes about Iowa and Nebraska. And, uh, for, and we will definitely play this on Black Friday this year. We will play this song at least three times on the podcast. And uh, I laughed out loud hysterically at this. There's weird videos. Like I, This is the only TikTok video I approve of. I don't have a TikTok. I will probably never have a TikTok because I'm trying to use less social media in my life. And this is the only TikTok video I approve of. It is that corn is a good thing. And in fact, corn is a good thing. So... Nebraska, you may be terrible, you may be mediocre, at least you have your corn.
2: My corn makes swive, looking up at this corn. He cuss kicked the corn, saying, son, it's way too cold. Corn up in the city, the corn
0: and corn
1: lanes.
2: But where I'm corn from, corn is a good thing. Corn makes corn corn game. corn makes my baby Do a little corn, game. corn roads are bogging up my corn pile up in my truck we corn our honeys down We take them in the corn start washing all our corn down the train Corn is a good
1: thing
0: All right because now you're actually watching preseason games and I can't wait until the regular season to play this game. It's time for uh, who he play for 2022. We've been doing this. You gotta
2: say it the way you always say it. Like who?
0: Well, we're getting there. We're getting there, but who? We're getting there. Uh, Last year obviously uh, was of the greatest who he play for we've ever done. Cause we do basketball with another person when the season starts and he, he wins most of the time. But last year came down to the last one. It was Justin Britt without any hints. He got it down to two teams and you, you oh, flipped balls. a coin and you got it wrong, which is exactly, I don't think we're going to be able to top that, but I've done the best I can to put together a game of who he play for That uh, miraculously will not include any New York Jets. Will not include any New York Jets this year. Let's go. (laughs) Have you? I I actually, I I forgot to bring this up earlier, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention this again. Um, I, you know how everyone's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo to the Jets just because of the Zach Wilson injury now. Uh yeah, first I, of all, yeah, where where do you stand on this point?
2: Uh no. I am a firm believer that if you are trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, your franchise is in the dumpster. So <laughs> um I no, I I'm I'm being dead serious. Like I, I was talking to my yeah. friends about this. They were they were trying to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty close to Ryan Tannehill. And I am like, if Jimmy Garoppolo is your starting quarterback, you are not winning six games unless you're the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> like that's yes. the only
0: If you have nine pro bowlers, if you also have nine pro bowlers on your team, maybe you will win. You'll make the playoffs with Jimmy G.
2: Right. And that's that's a big if, you know, like, I mean, I feel like that's just, yeah.
0: I get your point very much so. And I'm laughing at it because I figured out just by chance, I stumbled upon the perfect algorithm and I'm just using it everywhere now. It's Jay Cutler on the Dolphins. That's what you're doing. It's Jay (laughs) Cutler going to the Dolphins.
2: (laughs) Yep. Do you yeah, want to go exactly 6 and right.
0: 10 or 4 and 12?
2: Right, it's yeah, it's a I'm really poor like no, no matter what's going to happen it's not going to be good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know what, you can sell your fan base on for 10 million dollars. We will go 6 and 10. Like the Jets probably will cuz we we did the podcast on the AFC and uh the AFC's got like 11 12 really good teams and the teams who are not are Jacksonville, Texans, Jets and uh that's about it
2: <laughs> yeah i, I think but there's one more team i thought to mention. I mean, maybe not maybe not maybe it was just those, those, just those guys yeah, but yeah
0: it, someone's gonna someone's gonna be in that group we just don't know who it is yet someone's gonna go six right. and eleven we're just not sure which team
2: yet yep
0: okay now that we have gotten our jets jokes and the fact that oh. mason rudolph might be traded to them in the near future let us play who he play for? It is 2022s who he
2: play for? Let's go.
0: Starring our contestant Blake Jude. Blake, how are you feeling about this year's who he play for?
2: You know what? I'm going into it cautiously optimistic.
0: That's a great mindset to have. I am glad that you are feeling cautiously optimistic for this year's fantastic round of who he played for. So I've gone through almost every roster in the NFL. I have assembled a list of about 20 names, some of which I've thrown out at this point because I've either used them in other podcasts or talked about the Colts a lot. But we've got about 10 really good ones. And my goal Every year is to prevent you from getting six out of 10. If I can prevent six out of 10, I feel like I have done my job effectively in researching for who he play for. So last year, five of 10, 2020, I don't remember the exact number, but you definitely won. And it inspired me to come back stronger and better than ever in 2021 with the most legendary game of who he play for ever. And so now in 2022, we will attempt to top that with 10 wonderful names here on this board to use here. Are you ready?
2: I am ready. Give it to me.
0: All right. The first name of this year's who he played for is Jaquiski Tart, the famed 49er who dropped the interception that would have sent them to the Super Bowl last season. Where is Jaquiski Tart playing?
2: He is a Philadelphia Eagle.
0: That is correct. The infamous the infamous NFC Championship drop player is now a <laughs> Philadelphia Eagle. And again, I try to relatively do these by easiest to hardest. It's never perfect because I don't know which ones you know and which ones you don't. But right. this was supposed to be the easiest, and you definitely knew who it was.
2: Yep. Okay. Good start. Good start. It is a great start. It's a great, great start.
0: Next up. We have Sony Michelle.
2: Miami Dolphins.
0: Two for two. Getting two for two. It's a good start. I- I'm ready
2: this season. You know, I'm feeling better now. I was a little worried at first, but I'm feeling good now. This is a good start. I need both seasons.
0: See, running, running backs and wide receivers, I'm going to try to avoid a bunch of them. Like, one of them that I found was fun <laughs> is... Yep. <laughs> one of them that was fun is Alec Erickson. Like, that's one Come that's on. fun. He's the famous Bengals guy.
2: Yeah is man i'm not even know who that where he is now
0: oh god i was gonna throw that out just because i assumed you knew where your favorite punt returner for all those terrible Bengals years was but this you one should won't throw count. it out
2: because the... yeah okay this okay. won't count is he, because... is he a houston texan
0: he's not a houston texan no no oh my god i can't believe you don't know where he is oh that's so disappointing Brutal. yeah he, he's in washington
2: well Wa- oh he's a Wow, I would have never guessed that in a million years. You should have done that one. That one would have been embarrassing.
0: Yeah, I know. I, no, I, it was a great one. It was great. I just couldn't use it because, of course, why would I use the guy who used to be one of your like cult hero favorite players?
2: Okay. I was not an Alex Erickson fan for what it's worth. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate him either. He was just kind of like, you know, he was there. We I know a lot of Bengals fans hated him. I guess it kind of stuck up for him a little bit. Everyone hated him in Cincinnati, but... Okay,
0: fair enough. That That's fair enough. Okay. I'm not feeling great. If you got those two that and got them very easily, you're probably going to beat me this year, but we shall see. Next up on the list is Jabril Peppers.
2: Wow. Uh, okay, okay, so he's not in the Giants anymore. I think he's on... I think he's on the Patriots because he's one of the several wide uh, safeties on that team. Um, Cause he just left New York.
1: Is that your guess?
2: Yes. I think he's on new England, but for some reason I'm also thinking that he could be. No. Yeah. He's in new England. He's in new
1: England. Three for three. You got it. Okay.
2: Okay. I don't know why I started to guess myself for a second. That worried me.
0: (laughs) That was a good one. Jabril Peppers is a patriot. I would not have known that until looking at this up for research. Usually I get one of them wrong by this point, so I'm not feeling the best about how this is going so far. But I have lots of names. No, it's not over (laughs) at all. I have lots of names. I have lots to throw at you. I have some difficult ones I can mix in if need be. It's always a always a possibility in this game. Like this next person,
1: Ray Ray McLeod.
2: Oh, I don't think I'm going to get this one
1: because he just left Pittsburgh. Uh, actually, oh,
2: I think he's on Buffalo. No, that, no, uh... Buffalo. What was it? Sorry, I, I was going to say he's on Buffalo, but I don't think he's on Buffalo.
0: All right, you're still good. Um, I did not give the answer.
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I,
0: I, I was about to, but I did not give you the right or wrong.
1: Oh, I should know this. He's not on Buffalo. where is he at? Man, this is brutal. I I don't remember. I know he left Pittsburgh. I think he is I'm going to say Oh, I'm
2: I'm so mad at myself for not knowing this answer because I should know Ray McLeod. Shout out Ray McLeod, by the way. Great, great pot returner. Um, I'm going to go with... (laughs) I want to get this right. I'm going to say Detroit.
1: Detroit is a good guess. They have a lot of just
0: random wide receivers on their team. However, it is not the correct guess. Okay. I was afraid to do Lions just because I haven't been watching Hard Knocks, so I don't know which players have showed up on Hard Knocks. I
2: I have not watched an episode of Hard Knocks yet, so I I need to, but I haven't.
0: Okay, so I guess I could have done Detroit Lions because the Lions had some good ones. I just didn't know which ones had been shown on Hard Knocks and which would have gave it away. So uh, we'll, we'll save that. Ray Ray McLeod is a San Francisco 49er.
2: Ah, you know what? I feel like I should have got that. Should have known. It's that okay, one, but I, 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 I had to move
0: up one of the hard ones because I can't, I can't let you just go five for five off the bat. I had to, I had to right. move up one of the hard. I had to, I had the DefCon nine, one of the hardest ones.
2: Well, that's okay. I mean, I still got. Like, I have four right so far, right?
0: Three for four. You are three for four. I mean, four. Okay. Eric. Well, Erickson didn't count, but three for four. You're three okay. for four so far on the game. All right. <laughs> one of the ones that I wrote down that obviously I can't use anymore because he became a meme is Josh Johnson.
2: It's a great one. Josh Johnson oh, okay. is <laughs> still just hanging around. Josh Johnson's been a meme, but I'm pretty sure you made it a meme, didn't you? Like I feel like I saw on your page or maybe i saw on someone else yeah page it, it where,
0: must like, have been i think it was the, the i think it was when he was like almost the starter for washington in the playoff run one of those years i can't remember why it was but one of those years he almost made the playoffs in washington he was playing like a meaningful game in december for washington it was very strange but yeah josh johnson is, is he on yeah
2: he's on denver now right just so i'm not yeah. crazy
0: i think it's like his okay. 14th team now or something
2: yeah because like he's the backup to ross
0: mm-hmm yeah is he okay. wow i guess he is still the wow that's crazy he's a, that's got to be the worst backup in the league because i thought he would be a third stringer but
2: I, I don't i don't know maybe there is another backup but i man i remember i mean they, they lost studied bridgewater and drew law so they had to replace me
0: that is a good point maybe
2: <laughs> is brett ripien still there
0: <laughs> that would be funny if he is but I'm, let's see uh let's look up the broncos depth chart real quick a, a quick intermission to to look up denver's quarterback room uh yeah brett rippian's the third stringer that is correct
2: shout out brett rippian
0: yeah i'll never forget that one time that he played a thursday night football game <laughs> on national tv that i encouraged everyone not to watch hopefully they did not <laughs> cuz i i think they were playing the jets <laughs> Waste your time. <laughs> you know what? Some people enjoy it. It's okay. <laughs> next up. Next up on the list. After our brief intermission. We have Dante Fowler Jr.
1: Ooh.
2: I think I know this one. I think. So, my family. My entire family. I don't know if you know he does. My entire family are Cowboys fans. I'm pretty sure he's a Dallas Cowboy.
0: Yeah, you got Could. it right. Could be. Okay, okay. It's he's a Dallas Cowboy. He is a Dallas okay. Cowboy.
2: Which is Shout tough cuz
0: that was a good one. That
2: was a good It one. was. It just it just sucks cuz my entire family are also Cowboys fans. So
0: <laughs> It's totally fair. After he stole all that money from from Atlanta, he's now a Dallas Cowboy. You know what? Yeah. Good on Dante Fowler for pulling that off. Okay, for, we're good. <laughs> good for what? Oh, yeah, good for Dante Fowler. Just finding a nice place to replace Randy Gregory on that Cowboys defense. What's a good one to throw at you now? Now that you're dominating this game.
2: I'm prepared. Uh, I'm doing good this time. I'm proud of myself.
0: Okay, let's go with this one.
1: Where is... Corey Littleton.
2: I think he's still on the Raiders. Is that your guess? Yeah. I'm going to say it's my guess.
0: Okay. That is incorrect.
2: Okay. So he went somewhere else. Where did he go?
0: Corey Littleton is a Carolina Panther.
2: Oh, I would have never guess that. <laughs>
0: Glad I used that one. (laughs) one, I I was afraid because I think he's actually starting at linebacker for Carolina this year. But uh, yeah, Corey Littleton has navigated his way over to the purgatory of Ben McAdoo's Carolina Panthers.
2: (laughs) Ben McAdoo's Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much the, the state of affairs for them. Oh, okay. He's backing up Shaq Thompson. I guess he's not a starter, but he's backing up Shaq Thompson.
2: Okay, so that's not it's not horrible, not horrible gig,
0: not okay. horrible at all. I I went for that over some of those wide receivers on the on the Carolina Panthers, like Hollywood Higgins.
2: Yeah, I, I would have gotten that one for what it's worth. So
0: good, good thing I chose Corey Littleton.
2: Yeah, you did. You Glad did a good one. Luke. All right, we're sitting at four
0: for six right now. I need to strategize. What are what are the what are the Last ones that I'm going to use here. What are the best ones to use? <laughs> I'm just This one doesn't count, but I just want to see if you know this one. I thought it was funny when I saw it. How about Greg Zerline?
2: Oh my God. I don't know any kickers. Damn it. Uh, this
0: would have been a good one to use then.
2: Kickers are like my weakness because I have no clue. Uh, I'm going to guess. I feel like. He... Is he, I remember he used to be in Dallas. Is he in Dallas now? He is not in Dallas now. Not in Dallas. Okay. Where is he at now? The,
0: the man with two nicknames, which I was laughing about that last year with McPherson, where I'm like, kickers are already hard enough to find nicknames for. Why does Greg the Leg and Legatron get two of the nicknames at the same time? Right. Uh, <laughs> Greg Zerline's Greg a Jet.
2: Again, would have never guessed that in a million years. I'm not good with kickers. That's my weakness, I think, because I I don't scout them. I don't really pay attention to them. They just kind of are there.
0: (laughs) They kind of just pop up. But some teams have had the same kicker for a decade, so you know who it is. It's just like the the, the 15 teams that don't have a kicker just kind of rotate. Right. You don't have to worry about that anymore because you have uh, McPherson. Yep. Okay. I'm still plotting what the best way to do the last four would be. What What is nah. the one that I think you're only going to get one of them correct? Okay, I think I've got it. The first one, well, I guess there's four left. You're four for six at this point. Where is Casey Hayward?
2: I think I know this one. Is he an Atlanta Falcon?
0: Casey Hayward is an Atlanta Falcon. Let's that is go.
2: Okay. All right. I'm proud of that one. Cause he just, he just went there this year.
0: Yeah. I think he was also one of those Raiders rejects
2: just like Corey Littleton left yep. the Raiders. Yep. He was. Yep. But he did he did pretty good. And uh, he did pretty good for the Raiders. I think though.
0: Oh, for sure. He I, he's, bad. he's their corner too. He got a nice big contract. It's just, yeah. I wouldn't have known that Casey Hayward was a Falcon. If, uh, if you'd asked me, maybe I would have forgotten
2: uh right
0: okay so i've got got three left i gotta make sure all of these are l's uh, okay first up we're gonna go with
1: keelan cole keelan cole mm.
2: uh actually i think i might know this one as well because i think i watched him play in the hall of fame game <laughs> i don't know which team he was on <laughs> He's either a Jaguar or a Raiders.
0: <laughs> Is this going to be a classic Raiders Jaguars? Just like last year was a Raiders
2: Texans. I know he was on in the Hall of Fame game. I don't there's know no way there's no way history's
0: repeating on. itself. There's no way history's going to repeat itself where you're down to Raiders Jaguars. <laughs> no way. You wrote this one out
2: perfectly. You wrote this one out perfectly. I'm there's no
0: way.
1: There's no. Not- oh my gosh. This one couldn't have been better. Uh, 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 I'm leaning towards Las
2: Vegas.
0: This might be a bad time to remind you you picked Las Vegas last year.
2: Yeah, but I don't want to not pick him and lose. That'd be even worse. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we can go to the I next one and babies. save this we, we, we can save this and go to the next one.
2: Oh, i don't want, i'm worried to save it because i really don't know it's a toss-up
0: i'd <sighs> say we Man. can recreate history
2: <laughs> although i'm oh. not as
0: confident as the lat of one of these next two as i was on keelan cole so All i right, think you we'll might win it. either
2: way we'll skip it
0: Skip oh okay you wanna we, we wanna build drama we're we're building tension I'm building drama <laughs> okay you might break the tension right now with this one do you know
1: where Fabian Moreau is I don't um although for some reason I think my
2: first guess is gonna be Chicago is he a Chicago bear?
0: Is that your guess?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have no clue where he's at
0: Okay, it was, it was a good guess, but no, he is a Houston Texan.
2: Okay. I You know what? That would have been a better guess. I probably, I probably should have just said Houston. I feel like nine times out of ten, that just works.
0: There was going to have to be a Texan at some point in this game. At some point, right. the Texans were going to have to show up. Right. Okay, so now that, <laughs> now that we're sitting at five for eight, do you want to go back to Keelan Cole, or do you want to get the last one?
2: Uh, let's do the last one. because I, I, I feel like it's going to be good podcast if they do the Q and Cole one we'll ask. I really don't does, know
0: if it does end up going to going to game seven for the second year in a row, having to gamble on Raiders versus an AFC
2: South team. I would cry. I can't let it happen again.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go to the one that I was hoping would be five for nine, and then I could bring this one up. Where is? Nathan Peterman
2: <laughs> Nathan Peterman
0: <laughs> Where is the Peterman? The legend of the Peterman? Oh, um and and by the way, out of the NFL is not correct somehow. After after being uh, the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL, somehow out of the league is not the right answer.
2: Yeah. I I think I know where he's at, which is why I hate this because I I want I wanted it to be wrong. But I'm pretty sure he's a bear now.
0: Yep, you got it. Nathan Peterman okay. is a Chicago Aww.
2: bear. You know, not going to lie, part of me wanted to be wrong. <laughs> bad,
0: I don't even know how really. you do that. But <laughs> Nathan, I mean, for now, he's a bear. He might be cut by the time this podcast comes out. But for now, Nathan Peterman's a Chicago bear. Yeah. Ugh, that was great. That was great. Okay. Okay. Or six for nine. I, I'll this take is my, still, I'll,
2: I think this is still important, because for my pride, I have to get this right.
0: Yeah, if we made it out of 12, you got Alex Erickson and Greg Zerline wrong, so call it six for 11.
2: <laughs> right.
0: But either way, what? Keelan Cole, Raiders, Jaguars. I guess I just gave away that you were on the right track, but yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, so he's a... Okay, well, is he a Raider? Yeah, you got... I guess I just <laughs> okay. gave away that you got it right. You know he was crazy? in the Hall of Fame. You know what's yeah. crazy? I think I was going to switch my answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did just give it, it away I... that he was, in fact, in the
1: Hall of Fame game.
2: He's a Raider, though, right? Like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, no, so, so, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. So you said you didn't... Okay, all right, so you're saying it's still between... The Raiders and Jaguars, right?
0: Yeah, I gave it away because you were on the right track. I just assumed you knew that you saw him in the Hall of Fame game. Yes, you got it right. (laughs) Okay,
2: he's a Raider. Okay.
1: It's one of those two.
2: Oh. Man. I know know for a fact he's played on both teams. That's why I hate this dude. I'm pretty sure he's played on both teams. I'm going to go Raiders and stick to my gut instinct. So that's why I switched my gut instinct and I was wrong.
0: Final answer.
2: Stay with the Raiders. Final answer.
0: Yeah, you got it. He's a Raider.
2: Let's go. Okay. Seven for I 10. Well this done year. this year.
0: Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was well done on your part. Even if I'd counted Alex Erickson and Greg Zerline, you still would have won. I should have sticked to 12, my guns. I guess.
2: We'll, we'll I say seven for 12.
0: I know, but I should have sticked to my guns because I had Alex Erickson and Greg Zerline check as like, oh, these are good you know, ones to use. And I backed it, off on those.
2: Here's the thing. I think I think this is a really fun one. And I think it played in on my wheelhouse a lot better with skill positions. Last year the offensive lineman gave me a lot of fits. So for future reference, and if we do it again, we could probably do it again this year if you still want to get your revenge. Oh, offensive got lineman a- yeah. kills I- me. I cannot get on and defense alignment too. Both of them, they both are kill me.
0: I just couldn't find any fun names this year. There wasn't a fun yeah. name of like, "Hey, this person's a longtime veteran who's kind of bounced around." There, there wasn't a great one this year like that. But still, yeah. you got Dante Fowler, Jaquiski Tart, like those yeah. Jabril Peppers, Casey Hayward. Like I, I went for a lot of defensive players this year, and you still nailed them.
2: Yeah, the, there's a few I remember. Because I mean, I. I guess I, I think I stayed really up to track with the free agency this year. And, again, my family is big Eagles haters, big Cowboys lovers. They were really upset when they lost Randy Gregory. Um, so they got Dante Fowler. And a lot of times they ask me about these players and things like that. So I have to explain to them like how they are. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I, I knew for a fact about the Dante Fowler one. Tart was a tougher one for me. But I do remember him being, I think, some a good friend of mine. I actually, I think, did a jersey swap of him in an Eagles uniform, which is why I remember it. <laughs> so I, I do remember the Jaquiski Tart one as well, because I know he, he wasn't on the 49ers anymore. Uh, and normally you pick ones that are on different teams anyways. So I kind of figured that he wouldn't be on that team anymore either. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> that, was a, that was a really fun game. I really did enjoy it. But, yeah, I feel like there was a couple of them that, I think played a little bit more into my wheelhouse this time than last time. And I think I was actually better prepared this time as well cuz like I guess I do a lot of, I do a lot of just scrolling through depth charts cuz after that Justin Brent incident, I just haven't been the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it inspired you to come back stronger than ever for this year. Right. <laughs> I've right. got some other ones I can just throw at you cuz I have a whole list. Do, of them. do you know where Ty Montgomery is?
2: Uh hold on. Um I think I do maybe. Uh he was a, he, I think he signed with the Ravens and I think he got cut by the Ravens. He's
0: currently a New England Patriot.
2: Patriot. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have answered that, but it doesn't surprise me. I'm, I'm not shocked. This
0: one was listed in the easy category. Do you know where Keanu Neal is? Uh, in the easy category? Um, See, I'm just guessing on these. Like, I don't know which ones you know and which ones you don't. I would have thought Dante Fowler would have been near impossible, but you you
2: pulled that one
0: pretty easily.
2: I'm pretty sure I think I know where Neil's at. But I can't be, like, 100% certain. I feel like this wouldn't be an easy one. But I think...
1: Because... I- Pretty sure he with
2: he the Steelers got KZ and I get KZ and Neil mixed up all the time. Why I have no clue.
0: I mean so they're I both both Cowboys, <laughs> both, right. both both both, both Falcons who went to the Cowboys.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. So I mean I know KZ is a Steeler. Neil, I think I'm. I'm not sure my answer. Is, is he a Jaguar? He is a buccaneer. He, he's Tampa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I just can guess myself again. So oh, wow, over <laughs> two. Where's Rocky your fire.
0: where's your I should have used some of these then. Where <laughs> where's your where's your best friend Tyler Croft? Jeez.
1: <laughs> God
0: damn it! I should have used some of these ones this year.
1: Yeah, I used the I didn't easy know if ones. I thought he was
2: still in the league. I thought he was out of the league. Um, I know he was in Buffalo. I think he might have had a stint for maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of Eifert. He's not in the Jaguars. Um, man, yeah, you're starting to get me now. These are a lot tougher. I feel like. Damn
0: it. Why didn't I use some of these ones? I went for Jabril <laughs> Peppers. and Okay, I also didn't double up teams. So I went for Jabril Peppers over Ty Montgomery, and I went for Ray Ray over... Damn it, I just gave it away. Tyler Cross, the 49er.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, I wouldn't have guessed that. Anyways, I was going to say the Cardinals because I thought he might have been like the third or fourth tied in there, but I don't know. <laughs> How about Willie Sneed? Oh, he would have been on the Cardinals. I would have saw him. I don't even know. I don't even know why I even thought that. Tyler Croft definitely would have not been on the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, Cardinals have Willie, like 80 tight ends, so
0: maybe he snuck in there somewhere.
2: I'm I'm pretty sure Willie Sneed is a 49er. Yeah,
0: yeah. Willie Sneed's okay. a 40. 49er. Yeah. 49ers was fun. 49ers. A, had a lot of
2: receivers time. on the 49ers. <laughs> like yeah, you got McLeod. Yeah, Sneed. I forgot. Like I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even think this has exist. They Got Juwan Jennings as well. A bunch of random guys there.
0: Uh, let's see who else did I have on the list uh, how about Rock Yassin?
2: Uh I'm pretty sure he is still on the Raiders after the trade they made yeah he's still a Raider because they made it they traded the Raiders traded for him I believe I don't remember what they sent but I know they traded for him
1: yes was it a, they, was it a player was swap the,
2: uh, huh was it a player swap
0: yeah, that was um, Ngakwe, I think, that got
2: traded. Yeah, yeah, Ngakwe. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Man,
0: Yannick has played on like four teams in two years. It's kind of weird. I know,
2: which is crazy because he was so good for a while.
0: How about Solomon Thomas, former number three pick?
2: I know he's not on the 49ers anymore. Is he on the Eagles? Close, Jets. Oh. <laughs> i like how you say it. it's close <laughs>
0: it's green east afc nfc is the only difference eagles relative i should have used some of these names i should have used the jets i should have used ah oh god i had good ones this year i guess uh i think that's most of the names that i had i think i used pretty much every other one. Oh, how about gerald everett
2: he is on chargers Okay, I'm glad I didn't use that one. That was, I thought that was cool just because I didn't know he was on the Chargers.
1: How about Jordan Whitehead?
2: Jordan Whitehead.
1: The Super Bowl champion.
2: Is he on the Raiders now?
0: Jordan Whitehead is not a
1: Raider. Okay.
2: Where is he at? Did get a relatively big contract? He's a jet. Yeah, you got it.
0: He is yeah. uh, starting safety. <laughs> I heard.
2: I team. heard relatively big contract, <laughs> and I remember instantly. Yeah,
0: uh, Jordan Whitehead again, Super Bowl champion. Jordan Whitehead is part of the exodus of the Buccaneers, and the reason that like most people aren't picking the Bucks to win the the championship.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh I think that's everyone except Tyrod Taylor.
2: <laughs> Tyrod Taylor. Uh I'm pretty sure I know where he's at too. He's
1: gonna no. be playing
2: pretty soon. What? Maybe I don't remember where he's at. God, if I if I
0: if I used Peterman but didn't get use Tyrod, I'm gonna be so mad because I thought for sure I thought Tyrod was just fun because I didn't know he was well, playing on I'm- this team. For some reason,
2: I'm very familiar with the Bears roster. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So that helps. Yeah, I know. Tyrod, I... Oh, man, I can't remember who Tyrod backs up anymore. Um...
1: I don't know.
0: It will be a team that will immediately draft a quarterback because that's what Tyrod Taylor has done for the
1: last 10 years. Is, okay,
2: is, is he...
1: Hmm.
2: i think he's a giant
1: yeah you got it
2: okay
0: he but will, i wasn't he certain
2: will, on that at all <laughs>
0: he will replace daniel jones in week 10 as they tank to draft his replacement let's go because that's what tyrod taylor's done the list of tyrod taylor like quarterbacks that he's backed up that are now starters is pretty incredible because he's got on his resume now he's got josh allen justin herbert baker mayfield uh davis mills which isn't that impressive but still an nfl starter and now whoever the giants are going to take like those are all people who replaced tyrod taylor to become the starter it's just uh, it's an impressive list of quarterbacks who teams have decided we'd rather have this guy than tyrod taylor
1: yeah
2: i mean hey i think tyrod taylor i mean he is I think he's a good backup to have. Like he's one of those guys he's like, I always have like a couple of these guys that you're, they don't win you football games or they don't lose you football games, you know? And I feel like that's always kind of like that. So.
0: Okay. I'll take that for Tyrod Taylor. Like, like Mitch Trubisky.
2: Yeah. Basically.
0: That's what I think about Mitch Trubisky. He's going to give you three points in a playoff game and that's going to be, and Javon Wims is going to drop a touchdown.
1: It's not going to be yeah. enough.
0: You're going to lose by fourteen, but it'll still get you to the playoffs as long as you have a good defense.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. I guess it's fair. Yeah, I mean, as as long as as long as there's enough around you. I mean, I feel like I feel like Todd Taylor is actually going to be pretty good with the Steelers this year. Like, it wouldn't shock me if he had like a pretty good or not Todd Taylor, sorry, Mr. Trubisky. Uh, I think he could, he's going to be pretty solid with uh, a couple of those games this year. Like, I think he's going to be better when Ben was last year. So,
0: see, I don't. I mean, I don't know, because Mike Tomlin knows better than I, but I think Kenny Pickett's just going to start from week one. Like, Mitch is going to be backing up Trubisky, or is going to be backing up Pickett. That'd be fun. I guess... I guess. I mean, I think I'm always of the opinion if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, play them right away. I mean, but again, like case-by-case basis always. Like, I I say that, but also Mike Tomlin is much smarter than me when it comes to this stuff, so I'm going to trust Mike Tomlin's judgment over mine. But yeah, I would be playing Kenny Pickett from week one onward.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I would agree with you because I, I do think that you want to just see what you have in your rookie, but I just don't know if he will do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I this is probably true. I I don't know. I mean, I assume he wants picket. I'm just, I'm not sure what the, the game plan is for Pittsburgh. <laughs> just like, uh, just like the Giants. I'm not sure what the game plan is. Cause I could have said, I actually did say week six of last year. Depp Daniel Jones is done. We don't need to see anymore. And now Daniel Jones is going to get like, 18 more starts as quarterback before they let him go.
2: After 18 was... more starts than he deserves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> think about that. Tua's only had 19 games or like 20 games started in the NFL. Daniel Jones, we knew he was bad and he's still going to get like as many starts as has had in his
1: entire career. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah. I-, I think, man, I, I, this, it- it's, <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'll just start
0: blanking. <laughs> you know what? I get it. It's, there there's some situations that are just confounding the giants and
2: the giants um, are just uh, the, the most average. Just or, no, they're not even average. They're poor. I just, I, any, any time i talk about the giants i feel like my stress level just rises <laughs> my day gets worse when i talk about the new york giants <laughs> yeah we could
0: just not do it this year we could just ignore them as a football see that you know how the same- you ignore
2: the bears i ignore the giants that's the team i ignore
0: yeah, we officially broke the embargo last week of uh, the the 10 because <laughs> basically I said they're going to have no draft pick. They're, Alan Robinson's going to walk in free agency and uh, the whole conversation around the Bears is going to be is this Justin Fields next step and we won't know that till the season starts and they'll hire some block coach that I think only like 40% of football fans can even name the head coach of the Bears at this point. So yeah, <laughs> they'll be bad and ruin Justin Fields career. But like the Bears and the Giants oh, are the same me. thing, but then the Seahawks come around, and I'm like, the Seahawks are the same thing as those teams, but we just trust that the Seahawks have a plan.
2: Like, in man, Pete Carroll. Like, yeah, you get them the benefit of the doubt for having a head coach. Is what it is.
0: I guess. And well, I think they're going to be terrible, but it's like I assume they're going to get a quarterback, plug him into the team, and just immediately be yeah. good.
2: Right. They're getting. They're going to get C.J. Stroud or something like that, or Bryce Young, and they're going to be back in the playoffs in two years.
0: <laughs> Whereas the giants will get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud and they will be an immediate bust.
2: Right now they're, they're going to, I hate to say this as the biggest Will Levis fan in the world, they're going to get Will Levis and I'm going to be so sad. I'm going to I'm gonna be forced to root for the giants and then they're going to be horrible. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I just write it down on a piece of paper. When we look back on this part next year, when the giants have Will Levis and, <laughs> I'm going to be a Giants fan. I'm going to be like, the Giants are going to be all right this year. I think we'll have to be a good quarterback and they're going to be horrible. It's going to happen.
0: So what are the predictions we have? We have Patriots eight and nine. Uh, we, have, <laughs> what did we have? We had a uh, LSU or was it Ole Miss versus um, <laughs> it was Ole Miss versus Michigan in the Outback Bowl. <laughs> That's yeah. what we were rooting for. Ole Miss nah. versus Michigan. Uh, and then We're, we're we'll,
2: going to write these down and look back on them because if we're right, we're going to look really smart.
0: Yeah. Will Levis, Giants.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's going to be brutal if that one happens. Uh, <laughs> Will Levis, Giants, and we'll immediately be a bust.
2: I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say buzz. I'm just going to say Will Levis to the Giants. Giants still bad.
0: (laughs) Giants still not winning games. Uh, (laughs) Would it take a Will Levis Heisman season for him to like have the leverage to say, I'm not going to play for this team? Like, what would it take for him to be able to leverage his way out of a situation?
2: It'd have to be a Heisman caliber season, and that's just not going to happen at Kentucky. I mean, I think that if maybe there's a good chance that he like, performs well enough this year and has a really really good combine to where everyone kind of considers him the consensus quarterback three and maybe he's like right at pick four or five which would be really high for him by the way i'm not saying he's gonna be there but like i'm saying if he's able to get there and the giants are looking at him and he's, he's just like well i actually prefer this team instead maybe i could see maybe that scenario but like we always talk about it every year of a player doing that and it never really happens so i feel like it wouldn't but maybe like it's a big it's a very unlikely maybe.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. Even if it will mess with Will Levis's career. And he, Usually, here's the thing though, he
2: Wondell Roberts Robinson's also there. So he's got his own receiver that he that, you know he's already familiar with. So I'm sur- I'm sure that he would be like really happy to play with him again.
0: Man, you would become a huge Giants fan if that happened, and I'm so sorry for you if that became the case.
2: Yeah. I'd be very upset.
0: <laughs> uh, but at least you get the Kentucky boys together. And Will Levis ends up a. See, this is the problem with being at the top of the draft is that when you're at the top of the draft, you're obviously going to miss on a couple. Like the quarterbacks are going to have only a few places that are actually good. Like maybe Kyler Murray transforms the Cardinals, or like maybe uh, Joe Burrow transforms the Bengals, or Justin Herbert. The Chargers have been okay, but like Justin Herbert transforms the Chargers. Odds are you're probably going to end up in one of the crappy situations. And if you're just a pretty good quarterback prospect, those, those fail all the time. It's a lot of it is situation. At least I'm learning now because Justin Fields is going to have his career ruined while Mac Jones is going to be at least a halfway decent quarterback for the Patriots.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I just feel like the way. I mean, maybe it changes now that they're that they're going to have like a different system. But I feel like the way the Giants create their team, Will Levis just makes so much sense to be there because he's got he's a big raw talent guy, kind of like how Daniel Jones was at the time. So I don't know, maybe maybe I'm getting over my head, but I feel like that that's just I just feel like it's something that's going to happen again.
0: (laughs) Hope for Seahawks, avoid Giants. That's that's the game plan. Yes, absolutely,
2: (laughs) one bajillion percent. Hope for the Seahawks. It'd be really upset if it's the giants
0: if it's giants texans or panthers that's a dark that's a dark situation yeah. to find yourself in is giants yeah. texans panthers is who you're trying to avoid
2: i would i would love falcons would love seahawks i don't know who else would even be in the market at that point um,
1: uh who else
0: are going to be the bad teams? chicago wouldn't Chicago wouldn't. Well, um, I don't even know. If
2: they, I don't even know if they need to be bad. I feel like Levis could probably fall later in the draft too, though. Like you know, it's not like, I like mean, he. I would say right now, it's probably safe to say he's probably a mid to late first at the moment. <clears throat> at least in my opinion, uh, I, I I would say maybe if like I don't know if Tom Brady retires, but the Buccaneers like I feel like that'd be awesome. Because uh, Trask is most definitely not it.
0: Yeah, so you're thinking of like people who are going to be between like pick ten and pick thirteen. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I would think so. Washington, the Eagles. I wouldn't hate Washington.
1: Uh,
0: Eagles and who else would be in this group? Who's like fringe quarterback needy? Who could be like I'm okay upgrading a quarterback.
1: Uh, well, hmm. I guess it would be an NFC team. Oh, the Saints. Saints would be cool.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't mind that.
0: I don't know. There's a lot of different possibilities. It'll be cool to see how this one plays out for them.
2: It's going to be a fun upcoming draft. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Episode four. The Holy Dodger Empire continues their reign over the West. In previous years, the Holy Dodger Empire dismantled the once-great Royal Cardinals, establishing a new power within the galaxy. The Holy Dodger Empire defeated the Royal Cardinals, invaded the Mill of Waukee, and vanquished the 107-win Giants. In the meantime, the Holy Dodger Empire pillaged both the Purple Rockies and the Backs of Diamond in Arizona. These invasions increase the Empire's wealth tenfold. Their resources are unmatched. Their power is unquestioned. With the West and the Central firmly in control, the Holy Dodger Empire sets their sights on a new conquest. The Eastern Empire State. If the Holy Dodger Empire defeats Master Cohen and his met army of queens, there will be nothing left to stop them from conquering the galaxy. To the south, a small resistance forms in San Diego. While outnumbered and out-resourced, the resistance fights for their very existence against the tyranny of the Holy Dodger Empire. It's a changing time in the galaxy. The once great Imperial Nationals of Washington have fallen. Years earlier, the Imperial Nationals once defeated the Holy Dodger Empire at the Battle of Strasbourg. they find themselves bankrupt and selling pieces to the highest bidder. In this collapse, the Holy Dodger Empire captured a great captain known as Mad Max, who helped strengthen the Holy Dodger Empire's hold on the galaxy. However, Mad Max has escaped and defected to Master Cohen and the Met Army of Queens. He will spend whatever years he has left fighting to dismantle the tyranny of the Holy Dodger Empire. And now the legendary Imperial Captain Juan Soto has joined the Resistance after paying his debt to Kara the Hutt. To San Diego, Captain Juan Soto brings with him the Imperial National's mighty Josh Bell. Joining Captain Soto is Lord Hayter, the supreme closer of the Mill of Waukee, called to fight by the message of the Resistance and the possibility of bringing balance to the Force. The Resistance has paid a heavy price, yet they have never been closer to defeating the Holy Dodger Empire.